0: Welcome back to the MarTech
1: Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our discussion about the strategy and usage tactics behind building a marketing list. Joining us again today is Brian Kurtz, who is the founder and CEO of Titans Marketing, which is a consultancy focused on list building and making the connection between out of home and digital marketing. Brian is also the author of Overdeliver, Building a Business of a Lifetime by Playing the Long Game of Direct Response Marketing. Yesterday, Brian and I talked about the process he uses to build and or buy a marketing list. And today we're going to talk about the various ways you can get value out of your marketing lists. Okay, here's the rest of my conversation with Brian Kurtz, founder and CEO of Titans Marketing. Brian, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Great to be here. Great to have you on the show again. Yesterday, we covered a lot of ground. We talked about some of the different ways that you can build or buy a list, and they're a little different depending on whether you're selling an offline or an online product, a physical product, or a digital one. My big takeaway from yesterday was the partnerships and the relationships really matter here when you're acquiring a list. And the trade-off between acquiring a list and trying to build your own is it can be faster to go out and buy a list because those have already been collected. But the question is, what's the quality of the data and how responsive are the people on the list going to be? Let's make the assumption that we've gone through, we've done a little list acquisition, we've built our list. What's the best way to make value out of the list that you have?
2: I'll preface this with something from my book, which was what I call the 40-40-20 rule. And the 40-40-20 rule, it's been out there for a while and it's the basic rule of thumb that says any direct marketing campaign depends 40% on the list, 40% on the offer, and 20% on the messaging. That doesn't mean that the messaging or creative is half as important as the offer or list. But if you think about it, If you went out to like the best copywriter ever and they wrote you the most incredible package and you mailed it to a list that had no interest in your product, you're going to get zero response. The opposite is not true. If you have a perfect list with an offer that's legitimate and creative that's mediocre, you're going to make some money because the list is too good and that the creative is just the icing on the cake. So I always say the creative is the least important element of your promotion until it's not. I want to bring that up because in my book, I maintain that the list is 41%, the offer's 39, and the creative is 20, because I think the list has to be really perfect before you decide what you're going to do with the offer and what you're going to do with your creative. Don't invest in a world-class copywriter when you don't have a list that's targeted, segmented, whether you're offline or online. Having said that, The key in using your list is RFM. RFM is basically three letters, but three very important letters, recency, frequency, monetary value. It's not just a direct marketing rule of thumb, but it's about human behavior. People who respond more recently tend to respond more to a new offer. People who respond more frequently tend to respond more to a new offer. And people who spend more money with you tend to respond more to a new offer.
1: So is the idea here that the list is of the utmost value, when you think about your three variables, what's your list, what's your offer, what's your copy, is the idea that when you have a list, you need to go test it to understand the efficiency? You've got a list, you have to evaluate whether it's worthwhile. That's the first and most important thing. So you just throw an offer out and throw some coffee out and see how the list performs?
2: No, not necessarily. But I think that you want to do a lot of work on the list. Now, When you're online and you're doing an affiliate deal, the affiliate is mailing for you. So they'll probably do the creative and you can just give them elements of your offer, but they've got the list. But if you're going out to a new list that you've not used before, you wanna go out with something of merit. You still wanna come up with your best possible offer and you still wanna come up with a creative messaging that's at least passable that you can at least then read the list and test it so you are right that you have to test it in some way and then build on it with better creative and better offers. But if you have the best list that you can get in terms of segmentation and you have a really good offer, if you have creative that doesn't work at all and you've put something into the creative, chances are you might not have something that you want to go back out with if it's a total disaster. Because if you have a lot of confidence in the list and the offer, no creative is going to save that.
1: So how do you validate that you have the right blend between list, creative, and offer? What's the ways that you can test your set of variables without nailing the entire list?
2: It's a science and it's not precise, but I do believe that if you have a list, let's say you have an online digital product and you have an affiliate that's so close to what you're doing or certainly has an audience that should be very, very interested in what you're selling, you can determine pretty quickly... With an offer that is at least attractive, you know you have a main product with some bonuses and it's not a fly-by-night offer and you have creative that represents the product. I mean, you kind of want to try to get at least a B copywriter and you can tell, I think at that point, whether you've got something or not, but it's all in the numbers. That's what direct marketing is all about. It's that your numbers don't lie and your numbers are going to tell you what you can do. So if one affiliate does well with that creative and offer and another one doesn't, you want to take a look at the list that it did well with and find more like that. And the one that it didn't do well with, you want to either tweak the creative or tweak the offer, but you might not be able to use that list. So I think that it goes both ways, but it's not an exact science and it takes a lot of fits and starts to be able to get to the best list with the best offer with the best creative.
1: You have this blend of offer and creative. You're going to do your work trying to sort out your list and make sure that it's an effective one because that's the most important variable. What are the other ways that you can get value out of your marketing list?
2: There's a saying that no direct marketing business ever succeeded without repeat business. So, as a marketer, if you're launching a product, you want to make sure what are the next two or three products that you're thinking of launching or at least having as the back end products. So you have a string of products because a one-hit wonder or a one-product business, you know, the most dangerous number in business is one. One product, one medium, one employee, whatever. But one product is a danger zone because you've got to have the second and third product that would be most likely. But in addition, once you build a list, you can make money as an affiliate for other people's products that you feel comfortable promoting. And that's going to add quite a bit of money to your bottom line. So once you do build a list, You want to become an affiliate if that's what you'd like to do. Some people are better at launching a big product. They don't really want to launch a second product, and then they use their list to just do affiliate deals. But I think the combination is very important. Have second and third and fourth products in your pipeline and also be able to use your list strategically to become an affiliate for other people's offers that are most likely to respond.
1: I think the takeaway here is that when you have a list and you've validated that it's effective, you need to think about other products to be able to offer that list because you have customers that have a high propensity to buy from you. You can also think about monetizing that list by looking at other people's products and potentially becoming an affiliate Talk to me about the marketing vehicles that you're using when you have an effective list. There's obviously email marketing. You have somebody's email, you're going to send them a message. Are there other mediums that you're using to reach people using the same contact information? You
2: might have to rejigger the content, like for instance, on Facebook, where you have to use a lot less content than you would an email. To me, email is still the killer app in marketing because you have the ability to slice and dice your list on your own from even just buyers and prospects or multi-buyers, one-time buyers and prospects or whatever segmentation. And you want to be able to talk to them differently. That's where the creative comes in as well, because you want to be able to segment your list and then talk to them as those segments. But Facebook is going to be a way to do it. Display advertising is a way to do it. And you can use some of the content And frankly, I wouldn't start with direct mail, but if you have a long email that could be expanded into a long direct mail and you could get postal addresses, remember, that's one of the advantages of shipping physical product. If you can have a digital product on an email, then ship a physical product and get their postal addresses, now you have the ability to do direct mail to that same list and sell another physical product if that makes sense. So the ability to go online to offline is a creative way to go. Not many people are doing it, but it's available. And again, the least crowded inbox is the one you grew up with, the one at the end of your driveway or the one in the lobby of your building. And that mailbox is a lot emptier. And if you've got great copy that you would used online, say in an email, expanding that out to a direct mail, if it's appropriate for your product and if you can create physical product, And I've done this with a couple of clients where they had a digital product that was in the health area, and we created a physical product of that digital product in DVDs and books and workbooks, and we created that vehicle for direct mail. Because if you're going out to a new direct mail list, the universes don't collide as much. They don't overlap. People who buy in the mail sometimes are very different than people who buy digital online. So... There's a lot of ways to expand your list universe by expanding into different mediums. Even space advertising, print, believe it or not, newspapers, which won't be around maybe in 10 years, but whatever you can get now in newspaper advertising, and they're cheap, could be an amazing way to take your content from online, make a print ad, and be able to sell that way. And they might have to go to a site to go buy the product but it's still print and it's still a viable source that you're not going to get those names from the digital or the direct mail. So I always say I never met a medium I didn't like. I'm not saying I will test every medium, but you want to be able to test a variety of mediums. So if one dries up, you have others that can diversify. So it's a multi-channel approach that I think most people are not using that they could use.
1: I think at the end of the day, there are ways that you can take your existing list. When you've proven that you have a list that's effective, you can retarget those people with other products. You can use your list and become an affiliate and start promoting other people's products to them. You also have the ability to enrich the list. If you have email addresses, there are services, whether it be ClearBits using a a digital product, you can go to a company like Ledium, who uses a combination of technology and people to go find the rest of the information that you need to really build a whole profile of the people that you're reaching. And so you can expand into testing other marketing channels with other information. You can take your email list, upload it into Facebook and run your creative ads, put it into Google run search ads and display other ways to reuse the data that you have outside of just email marketing then you can do your list enrichment. And now you have the ability to start sending physical products as well. And so as you're building your list, there are lots of ways to not just say, okay, I have someone's email address. Now I can email them. You can email them. You could retarget them using your social, your display type ads. And then you can also think about offline channels like direct mail and sending physical products as well. Well put. Brian, Any last words on deriving value out of the marketing lists that you've built?
2: I think it's important to remember that your list is probably your most important asset as you build it. I've seen a lot of companies bought and sold over the years and a lot of times all they want is the list. There might be some physical plant, there might be some employees that they want, there might be some stuff, but ultimately they're really buying the list first and then figuring out what are the things they can buy. So I would say care for your list. One of the things that I talk about in my book is if you're a personal blogger or a personality that goes out to your list and you're doing affiliates and you're selling stuff to your list, be careful that you don't bring in something that your list will repel you. I had a story that I remember that there was an online marketer who had a, it was a self-help, self-improvement type of offer. And he would then do affiliates with things like yoga and meditation and all of that. And the one time he decided to do an offer for real estate investment, thinking that he was giving them an opportunity, by the time his list got that offer, they said, well, why would he be selling me a real estate offer? It's such a disconnect. And when you're a disconnect, people stop trusting you. The worst thing you can do is lose the trust of your list. I mean, in my list, I happen to not do affiliates, not because I don't like them, I think it's a great way to go, but it's not part of my model and I don't really want my people on my list to see that I'll sell to almost anything. If I do do an affiliate, it's not for money, it's for a contribution, it's for a free book that I'm not getting any money for. That's my congruence with my list and I call it my online family. But even if you are doing affiliates, I think you have to look at your list as your online or offline family and don't do anything to them that you wouldn't do to yourself. I guess that's the basic premise.
1: I think that's great advice. At the end of the day, you're going to put all of this effort and all this capital into building a list, into cultivating it, into enriching it. And you have to be careful with how you reach out to it, whether it's with your messaging, with your offers, or potentially promoting other people's offer. If you get too far away from the reason why somebody joined your list, they're going to unsubscribe or they're just going to become unresponsive. That's right. On that note, Brian, let me just say thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for being our guest and uh, learned a lot. Appreciate you having you here. Thank you. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Martech podcast. Thanks to Brian Kurtz, the founder and CEO of Titans Marketing for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Brian, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you could visit his website, which is overdeliverbook.com. A couple of links in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you're listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of our episodes, contact information for our guests, and also a link to our newsletter, which is a once a week newsletter that hits your inbox to give you easy access to all of our episodes. If you'd like to send us a question, you can go to benjshap.com question uh, where you can send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. You could always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice, is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.